Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Ernesto, Stephanie, and Alexi. Hello. 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 Today we're going to be playing Beast, designed by Aaron Midhall, Elon Midhall, and Asar Peterson. The artist is Aaron Midhall, and it was published by Studio Midhall in 2023. Welcome to the Northern Expanse, a place where nature is still unexplored, mystical, and dangerous. When the first humans arrived, they thought they had found unspoiled paradise, filled with beautiful forest, lakes teeming with fish, and cold freshwater flowing from the mountains. But as settlements expanded and the surrounding forest grew thinner, nature itself pushed back. Great creatures known as beasts emerged with their fangs, claws, and mystical powers, they proved an incredible threat to humans. In order to protect their settlements, humans have enlisted sp- specialized hunters tasked with tracking and killing the beasts before too many of their kin perish. And the mechanics. And the mechanics are action drafting, close drafting, hand management, hidden movement, point-to-point movement, secret unit deployment, team-based game, variable player powers. And the box art. Uh, the box art, there is this kind of like blue-green coloration, the word beast at the very bottom in this like bright orange. Uh, it looks like there's some sort of warrior that's facing down a snake creature. Um, I think it's a hydra. It's a right? hydra, yeah. but it its looks- biggest head has a bunch of arms of hands coming out of it. This is a weird hydra. That's a hydra yeah. Does, yeah. And then like the hydra itself kind of looks like ghostly, almost like it's like coming out of like some fog or mist. So it looks like he's also exploring some ruins, the warrior guy. Yeah, like the stairs and stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, based off all of this, would you pull it off of a shelf, Ernesto? Oh, hell yeah. Look at that thing, dude. That art is just beautiful, and like the font looks great, and it's just got that, like, it pops a lot. Like, just that, that nice color on it, the good font draws your eye, and then you get to see the rest of, like, the artwork on the box, and it's just... Some gorgeous, like dark fantasy. Yeah, uh, I would. I would pull it off of a shelf. Alexi, I don't think so. I would look at it, and it looks all right. But there's nothing particularly that makes me say this is a game I want to play. It's very. Um, it's it's just like a blank tab. It's like I scrolled past this on a Google Images page. I was like, that was cool, and moved right on. <laughs> Can I, I ask? Uh, you? I, hold on, hold on. I have a follow up question. Would you back it on Kickstarter? <laughs> I would well, yeah, it says two to four players. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. I'm going to say no. I do like the art um, mechanically. The, des- the description is actually pretty good. The description almost got me. One versus many, which I know it is. I don't know that it was described anywhere. Um, doesn't super jump out at me. Box art could go either way. Beast is kind of a lame name. I think it's I don't punchy. love the name Beast. I-, I was thinking that too. Like, I was looking at the art, and I'm like, I actually really like this. I probably would pick this up, be interested, and try to get it. But the only thing I don't like is just the name Beast. It just kind of feels like I like the font. The font looks so nice in comparison to the rest of the art. It looks so, like, catchy. But the title itself just feels kind of generic. Yeah. Or, like, the myths of something. Myths would be good. I don't know. I I feel like it's good. It's punchy. I see a hydra on the side of the box. There's like a harpy. There's like this flamey boar, this toad with like poison specks on it. 
And for some reason, the word beast just does not fit for mythical creatures. Yeah. How do you guys think it's played? I'm guessing there's a beast. What, what do you think the beast is? Ernesto, you can't answer. I was about to say. Ah. <laughs> uh. That we are going to be playing as obviously humans going around, and we're going to be doing some like basic hunting of like small creatures, and then whoever is the beast is actually like the spirit of the forest or the spirit of whatever this is, and they have like different creatures that go around and they go and like secretly hunt you down. So we're going to be going after these. Uh, there's a uh, there are a variety of uh, sheep and uh, muskrats <laughs> and. Potential capybara slash hippo slash bears. Yes. Um, so obviously we have a map. We're going to be moving around. We got point to point movement, so we're going to be jumping between points. How do you kill a beast? Well, I've got something that says silver arrow can attack beasts, so I'm going to go with <laughs> silver arrow. <laughs> I'm assuming we have to like collect stuff. Maybe like the more creatures you kill, you gain stuff that. Makes it easier to kill a beast. Okay. What does the beast have to do to win? Kill us. I don't know what I have to do, but I'm going to try and eat all of you. Multiple <laughs> times if possible. I mean, I imagine if we are eaten, we cannot defeat the beast. What? <laughs> we and the beast are going to compete for these resources to level up in some way or another to fight each other. But uh, not really sure would feel like you guys are presumably coming here as like new explorers or whatever and you are trying to carve out a piece of this wilderness for yourself and i'm here to make sure that you all die before you can do that uh what is the history of um dying to beasts i've actually got a pretty applicable one today how do y'all feel about tigers or cats they probably fit the beast they were a big problem until we developed weapons I mean, yeah. And then they stop being a problem at all. So here's the thing with tigers is that they're really big and they can really fuck some shit up, right? And normally, you know, wild beasts like that don't go out and they, they don't eat people typically, right? It's not part of your, your normal diet if you are a tiger or some other large cat. but um, Or a small cat. I guess a small cat. I mean, I have a feeling our cats might eat us if they could. But it's not typically going to be like your first resort if you are, you know, a jungle cat. Um, but there are times like, you know, let's say you're out, you know, strolling along as a tiger does and somebody shoots you, right? And it fucks up your teeth. You can't go out eating the things that you normally used to. You can't hunt the same way you used to anymore. So what do you do? You go for something easy. You go for people, right? So. Are you saying a tiger that gets shot in the mouth that <laughs> somehow only breaks its teeth and doesn't kill it is then going to go and think humans are the easy prey to eat? Yes, because that's what has that's what's happened in the past. <laughs> There's a story of someone shooting a tiger in the mouth and it hunting humans because of that. Yes. That's okay. the story he's about to tell you. This oh, is yeah. actually the story I'm about to tell you. So, <laughs> I don't even know how you can hit a tiger and only hit its teeth. I mean, you could. I mean, if it's well, got its mouth open and you're coming. Yeah. It's like brushing its teeth and you just like fuck up real bad and it just clips it. <laughs> so the uh, Champawat tiger is, so Champawat is a town in India up towards the north. Um, pretty small. And in the 1900s... Population about 260,000, right? About 200, I think it was 256,000. Okay. As of 2011, I mean, you know, granted, it was probably a little bit different uh, about 100 years ago. But, you know, small town. Um, I don't know if you know a lot about India at, at during the 1900s, but Britain was over there fucking some shit up. Um, Nod. Yeah. <laughs> I know where my tea comes from. 
you had stuff, you had like the, the mutiny of uh, 1857. And then after that, they kind of restructured all that. But the point is, is that a lot of people in India did not have access to like good weaponry, right? So this tiger can come in and it can start fucking shit up. Cause what are the people gonna do? Like punch it to death? No, it's gonna fucking kill and eat you. So um, around 1907, they got my, my main man, Mr. Colonel uh, Edward James Corbett, who was born in India. I uh, was known for hunting, you know, large game. They got they got my good man, my, my main man, Mr. Jimmy C, to come in there and take out this man eater. And by the time everything was said and done, this tiger had killed about, and reports differ, anywhere from 200 to 436 people. And if that's true, this tiger would be responsible for the most deaths caused by an animal ever throughout human history, recorded human history. So tigers will fuck your shit up. And, um, what if, kind of tiger was this? Uh, this was a Bengal tiger. And unfortunately, um, people love to hunt Bengal tigers and their population dropped pretty drastically from about 100,000 to about 5,000. Um, later on in his life, Mr. Corbett would go on to create one of the first um, national parks in India, actually. He would become a conservationist, so the Haley National Park. And there's also the Jim, uh, James Corbett Tiger Reservation in India as well. So... You know, you, you you take some tigers out of the world and then you try. Put that them that back was like in. a big thing because that's what Roosevelt did. Did he? He's big, yeah, yeah, a big yeah. game hunter, and then he created the national park system. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he understood. Kind of like, a weird, yeah. It was like a weird like thing at the time of like you know, big game hunters were also the people who cared about nature. Well, yeah, because I mean, if you got yeah. no more nature, what the hell? Right. Are your big game. Where's exactly. it going to come from? Like, what are you yeah. going to do? Go shoot people? It's just <laughs> weird to think about today, but yeah, different time. But um, I'd pet a tiger. I'd lose my life but i'd pet a tiger i mean if it was sleeping you might be able to get like a good couple of pets in yeah i mean if it was chill yeah but like a couple hundred pounds i mean like what siegfried and roy got like a couple few thousand pets in before they got taken down (laughs) now they were tigers they were tigers white tigers what is okay so one of us is playing the beast that will be ernesto that will be me uh we are gonna have a special scenario down here called the northern settlements uh, that's going to give us some additional rules, some objectives, and some goals there. Uh, the three of us are going to be playing the hunters. Uh, our goal is going to be to track down the beast and defeat him. The beast is going to have hidden movement. So that's going to be a key part of the game. Uh, so we start with dawn, which is sort of like the, the setup phase. Uh, there's going to be a round of drafting. We're not going to do that our first round because it has some beginner sort of starting cards. But after that, we'll be drafting each round for our action cards. Then during the day is when we're going to be executing those actions. So uh, we're going to have our personal cards. We're going to have the action cards that we drafted, and we're each going to be able to play up to two cards. Uh, There's sort of cards with a red symbol, cards with a blue symbol, and then those are just going to be actions, movement, attack, building things, doing different summoning creatures, just all sorts of crazy stuff that I I haven't gone through them all, so I don't know. so on your turn, you're going to be able to either play a card or pass. You only pass if you have the fewest cards. It's probably the better way to put it. Um, I, I assume that's so, like, you couldn't just pass until the beast is out of cards, then go kill him. Because <laughs> 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 I assume that would be pretty lame. Um, and then we're going to keep go- doing that, going around, until everybody passes in the same round. And then that will end that day phase. Uh, some cards will require grudge tokens, which we will accumulate doing other things. Um, uh, and then they'll also potentially have zone requirements. So if it has a zone symbol, you'll see there's like trees, there's spirally thorns, and there's flowers. Those are zones. 
or no, sorry, those are uh, like terrain types. So you might have to match a terrain type. Then there's also zones. On this map, we have four. You can see they're kind of in the four outlines. So some cards might say can only be done in your zone or something. Um, another important keyword is nearby. So if you're on a space, nearby is every space that's connected to it. So after everybody's passed, we move on to the night phase. We're going to check contract rewards. This is how you're going to get those grudge tokens. Um, and the contract is defined in our scenario card. Uh, we're going to discard and reset. So we're going to discard everything out there, we'll reshuffle, prepare for the next draft. We're going to restore the health of anything that got damaged but not killed. Uh, and we're going to be able to upgrade our abilities um, based off of spending tokens and things like that. Um, summons. So the monster can summon sub-monsters. Uh, there's a sub summon symbol uh, that if you see, you can either place a summon or you can activate the summons. Uh, and then the hunters can place traps. Uh, those are going to be specific cards. We'll figure out the specifics when we get to one. Um, and then we are going to play until we either reach the end of our scenario or the monster, the beast is uh, killed. Let's play. <laughs> Come on, give it like a... <sighs> Use that one. We just finished a game of Beast to recap. Fangrier the Wolfpack Queen was slaughtered on day two uh, by pretty much a group effort, I think. Um, a solid uh, surrounding, surrounding near the watchtower. And then, I mean, unfortunately, we did lose Edward, Arkansas. This was only possible for his brave sacrifice. May he be immortalized. <laughs> you know, see, really, I tricked him. I said, that, I said to the wolf uh, where I secretly knew that the wolf could overhear us, that we were going to have a guy move out to bait him. But really, it was Edward, Arkansas was the bait the whole time. Yeah, that's actually why I moved him in the first place, was yeah. I figured we got to get him into the right location yeah. so that we could trap the wolf. Uh, anybody, uh, strategy-wise... Um, uh, I guess the hunter team, did we have any specific strategy? Teamwork, for sure. Like, oh my God, uh, <laughs> you need to be able to work together because there's a lot of good card synergy. So if one person just kind of messes off and does its own thing, like you can't work together. Yeah, you kind of have to coordinate pretty well, which I thought we did really surprisingly good. Yeah, I, I think one thing that really helped us is... We started the game by splitting up, which could have actually hurt us, but we found a way to like get us all back together, and mm -hmm. that helped us because once we were all in the same area, we were always kind of pinning the wolf. Yeah. Whereas if there was just one person chasing the wolf, like we would have been screwed. Yep. Yeah, communication was essentially every mundane action was never mundane because your other two party members, it drastically changed how the game was going to go. Yeah, yep. there, there was at one point where I was like, hey, should I go stand next to the person that's about to die or should I just fuck off into a completely different location? And Eric's like, please go to that other location. Uh, and for the beast strategy? I really feel like I underutilized summons at the beginning. It's, it's a little hard because all of my summon cards were blue. So I can only play one of them you know, per round. And I really feel like being able to summon and then have an action with them really would have would have clutched it um i also really feel like i should have eaten you guys more instead of going after uh, arkansas 
Because taking out one of you guys would really um, have killed your synergy, I think. The only problem is that we have three health. You have three health, so I don't know. Did you have and a lot of like ability to do multiple damages? I could have grouped the wolves on you. Yeah. It really, it really comes down to the. You're right. The summons are a big part. I didn't yeah. know how big they were. I guess you were called either. the Wolf Pack Queen, yeah. not the Lone not, not Dire the lone Wolf. wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I guess if you gotten multiple summons on us, yeah. it would have been. Um, Especially our economy for attacking was horrible. We got maybe one attack a day if we we're lucky. Yeah, there was a yeah. lot. I guess yeah. I don't get to see your guys' cards. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of the times where I could follow you around all day, but I could not hit you. I will say, what cards I did see from you guys really fucked me. Really <laughs> yeah. bad. Um, so I, I, I don't really know what your action economy is yeah. like. Also on that, it would have made us have to fight off the wolves because they'd be killing us. So yeah. like we would have been burning turns. Um, theme, did you feel like we were hunters hunting mythical beasts? I felt like I was being hunted. I wouldn't go so far to say mythical. We just hunted some wolves. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like because I know there's supposed to be other like story things or other campaign like things. Um, so maybe some of the other ones feel more mythical. But this first one where you're hunting a wolf felt like hunting a wolf. Yeah, it kind of felt more like Ernesto's story of the tiger than I mean, it was a fucking ferocious beast, but. It didn't feel like the wolf queen of the pack of... Well, to be fair, it was just really the wolf queen. The pack didn't come in until the last turn. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if the other ones are a bit more, I don't know, well, compared to the stuff. art of like a three-headed hydra and one of its heads is full of hands, a wolf is kind of... Yeah, wolf is, <laughs> wolf is softball. Yeah. However, I still do feel like we are hunters hunting a creature. It, it felt thematic. Yeah, a few games have also felt so naturally cooperative like obviously it's a cooperative game but every time one of us took a turn it felt like all three of us were involved in that turn and there wasn't really downtime yeah there was no dead air each of the hunters have two of the same cards which is hunt and track and then they have one card that like sets them out as like what their ability is and i feel like those cards specifically really emphasize what kind of character you're creating like i had command which was involving moving people around and getting everyone into the positions. I'll say there are also three more characters, I think. Uh, oh. We pick some, don't touch them yet. Uh, <laughs> we pick some of the starting ones. So there are a few more too. This was just the recommended starting setup. Thematically, the beast felt elusive, wild, and hard to pin down. And it was constantly exciting trying to figure out where he had gone. The yep. second you got me though, man. When the moment the beast revealed himself, in the popular, we built a defense, we built a watchtower just to kind of guard an area to map. It felt like we were really trying to bunker up and have civilization against this wild beast. Table presence. Uh, what do you think? Would this catch your eye uh, walking by at the convention or, or out on a table anywhere? The board is pretty. I think that it, like, the art looks really nice. Um, the different areas look cool. They look neat. I don't necessarily know if I care too much about the five million sheep boars and bears there's a lot going on um it kind of feels a little bit busy uh i do like the tokens but like you said there's a lot of them out there uh the i know the paths were a little hard to see art's pretty good it almost looks like a tabletop rpg setup one guy is a artful gm screen up and a bunch of people are moving uh, minis on a large overworld map and they have characters with some honestly pretty solid art on the hunters 
you might confuse it for a resource gathering game, considering how many meeples of animals are just scattered <laughs> on a world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does kind of like an RPG with like uh, uh, caverna <laughs> vibes going on or something. I don't know. I, I definitely think that like the art really stands out. Like even like the cards. Like I've got this hunt card that I'm looking at right now, and it's like. An, a warrior stabbing something with this like beautiful bright red cape in the background. The monsters like talent cards look super neat. Like the art looks really good. Yeah. Oh, do we have special art on our hunt cards per hunter? Because oh. I think I think we do. Yeah. Oh, they did not skimp out. Each yeah, guy they, has a unique set of track and hunt art. Oh, that's really cool. They clearly put a lot of effort into the art, and I think it helped that the, I think the artist was also one of the designers. And oh. Clearly the same. Last name, so yeah. probably family. So, so it wouldn't so surprise nice. me if this was like an art-inspired game, which Not is always sure. kind of cool. Yeah, I can. But I, I have no complaints other than the board is a bit busy. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Um, one thing that I think saved me is that I have this lovely little mini map that has the paths clearly labeled. That was that was super helpful because trying to make sense of all this got a little bit much at times. Yeah, especially when we had all the people clustered around. You've got the animal meeples. You've got the people meeples. You've got. The watchtower, you've got all the characters, you just got a lot going on. Got the tracking tokens go underneath, heart yeah. tokens can be on there. That's, yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot. But um, yeah, you know what's funny to me is that the, the actual board itself is the least interesting part. Like, yeah. I love the character boards, I love the character, like the, the art on the cards, but yeah, like you, like you said, I think it's a little too busy to really appreciate mm-hmm. the art on it. Also, extra props to the quick reference text mm-hmm. on the map. That. More oh, games yeah. need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's really good. Uh, mechanics. Uh, so mechanically, it's a hidden movement game. Like if you think about it, this is mind management. I, like, I was kind of thinking, it's kind of like mind management, and they remembered to put the game in. What What is the game where it's the two player game where you're tracking the spy and oh, one of you is the detective? Was getaway or something. Uh, getaway fugitive or? is fugitive. like a card version. Uh, sabotage is kind of one that you guys probably haven't played. Uh, one versus many. We played Jaws. Very different mechanically, but it did give that feeling of like Kiwi was a shark just running around chomping people. <laughs> um, uh, I would say this seemed to play better than that one because that one sort of abruptly ended when I randomly tagged Kiwi. <laughs> one thing I, I like is that the, at least for the wolf's character, his goal isn't to kill us. Mm-hmm. His goal is to like kill a bunch of sheep or kill like villagers. So like, Honestly, he could ignore us the entire time and go running around all over the place, or he could focus on taking us out and make it a little harder for us. Yeah, that's what I kind of like, is there's a number of options I feel like you had to play. Kind of go for missions, you could go the sheep route, uh, you could go for us. Um, there, it seemed like there were a number of options you could have taken. You could have played more evasive and just sort of tried to dip out of the zone each time. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of things you could do mechanically. Um, and then, of course, for us, there was more than just, you know, mind management. It was just sort of like try to track them and stuff. This gave us a lot more kind of interesting options to do ourselves. Yeah, um, that, there was a lot of like either like support cards. Like mm-hmm. there were a lot of the times where like I couldn't do anything to the wolf because I came, my turn happened right after and I didn't know how to get there. So I would do something to set it up so that a couple turns down the line, Alexi could do something. Mm-hmm. I think that's also important for these one versus many is like when the players are have to cooperate to be successful because it didn't really feel like that. In my management, it was mostly just discussing it. I don't really remember Jaws, but I feel like it, we didn't really have to work together too much. The only mechanic that felt 
not necessarily oh, bad, man. but disappointing was the turn order. I wish that the hunters could take their turn in any order. I feel like it'd make this game a lot more dynamic. Though it would probably need to be balanced a little more because it give us a little more edge over the beast. It would give us a huge edge over the beast, I, I think. I feel like what might make it at least more interesting is changing the turn order. Not so much as like we can choose our own order, so it wouldn't be like I go and then it's like Alexi, you go because you go right after me. More like so it started. It, we did it clockwise, so it was like Wolf, me, Eric, Alexi. But it'd be nice if like the next round it had to switch it up. And it was like Alexi, Eric, me kind of thing. Or if there was any other mechanic in the game that influenced our turn order. Not necessarily like, you know, reverse like Uno and skip the beast's turn, because <laughs> that would be horrendous. But yeah, I don't like if during the dawn, we could assign our order for the next day. But like, would that be before you picked cards or after you picked cards? Because if it's after, you've just sort of also changed balance. That's true. Well, it's mostly... Wherever players happen to sit with the character they happen to get, I feel like certain characters really shine better in a different uh, distance from the beast. But at that point, you can just sort of decide. If it's character-based, you can just decide at the start of the game. Well, we have to play it, more it would, games. It would super optimize our turn, but I, again, I think it would break the balance too much. But uh, Rules. How was it learning the game? I'll, I'll Let me preface by saying this might be my least mistake yet. Uh, the only thing I messed up was when we play two cards uh, instead of one per round, uh, but it was only for like the first first couple passes, and really didn't. I don't think it affected too much. It just sort of slowed down our first round. I thought the rules were pretty easy to learn. Um, there was a couple rules that we just didn't get to yet, like traps. Um, but it was one of those things where it's like you can play the game without needing to know it until it comes up, so you can always read that rule as it comes up. But the major rules, like I, we mentioned before, it's on the map. So you can just look through it and look at what it says. Um, the cards make perfect sense. Like, I didn't sit there going, well, what does a turn mean? Or what does this mean? Like, it just says, move two steps. I know what moving two mm -hmm. steps is. Or move to this and do that. So, like, it, it made a lot of sense to me. I think the only weird card wording was with the Alexis one where it let him... Um, Reveal if a track was there, he could move again. And then when you the wolf is revealed, all the tracks go away, and it kind of stunted his movement. So I think they could have, if their intention was it was you move, and if you reveal, then you move again. It should have been better worded, but the way it was worded, it just sort of uh, seemed like if you knew where the wolf was, you couldn't move. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that I had a strategy built around that, like turn three of the game. And uh, boy, that just whiffed me in the middle of nowhere with some big sad. I mean, I feel like the, the big move might be too strong against the wolf. So I feel like it is like that reveal and then disappear. Yeah. I'm not arguing it's a mechanically better decision to let it happen that way. Just it read as if that was how yeah. it was going to work. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. It could have been worded better. I will say, to go off of what everyone else has kind of been talking about, the, the cards themselves are super clear, and I really like, if something can be done in any order, it will italicize it. It is very clear. If you have to do things in a certain order, it will italicize then, and then it's very clear. I like that a lot. There's no ambiguity yep. in there. Um, what I thought was interesting, is so normally these types of games, like having been the person that read the rule book, I would have to play the solo one. Didn't feel like I needed to. And I kind of felt that even going into it. Because I, I was almost certain I was going to have to do it. Which is I thought would be funny because then the three of you would have to work together. 
Um, but I kind of read the rules. I was like, you know, I think anybody could play the beast. So, you know, and I thought it definitely played out that way, uh, which kind of goes to the rule book. I thought it was really well laid out. Like I said, we kind of went over the rules we needed to. And then, you know, I knew the sections were there. And when we would get to that step, we would jump to it and read it. And it was easy to find. I could do it pretty quick. Um, yeah. Like just if I was walking past, I would have assumed that this game had like more complicated rules, but mm-hmm. it actually was pretty good. Um, player interaction. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of mentioned a few times. That uh, might be the strongest theme of this game. More so than one versus many, even. There was actually, even though the whole concept is definitely, like, the hunters working together to try and get down the wolf, and, like, that teamwork works really well, there was also a really cool interaction where the wolf would do something, and we'd go... Ah, shit. And then we would do something, and the wolf would go, ah, shit. So there was, like, a really good, like, one person would think that they're doing, like, really good. They're, like, onto something. And then someone's next turn would completely destroy that, which I liked. So now for one versus many, I guess my always concern would be, like, everyone's having a great time cooperating, and then the one is just sitting there, like, because that's kind of how mind management was. was You're kind of just, like, they're having huge debates. They take 10 minutes. You're just sort of sitting there, like... And then my turn was like, I move and place a step. And that was like the whole move. So like, how is it being the one? So not that bad, actually. One, I mean, hearing you guys, you know, cooperate influenced what I did. Um, but also, I don't really know what the layout of the board is going to be like when it gets to my turn again. So I have something that I think would work. But then I see kind of, you know, what you guys are doing, where you're going. You guys, you know, mentioned multiple times, like, I think he's going to go here. And then I had to stop and think, well, they said that. Do I go there or do I not? Like, do you know what I mean? It's a mm-hmm. little bit of strategy involved in that. Um, I don't know. I thought it felt great. Again, everything that you guys did really affected what I did and vice versa. I had to be very careful with the things I chose to do because you guys could very easily capitalize on it. Like you did at the end there where you just, you know, kind of tag teamed. <laughs> I also felt like I moved fast enough. It seemed like, you know, the turns were quick and sort of broken up enough that it kind of, you didn't have like that mind management, wait 10 minutes or the recently played He-Man. <laughs> oh, right. Cause like He-Man is actually a pretty good comparison because that was a one versus many. It was weirdly designed in that the one played a whole team. Um, the mini didn't really coordinate at all. So it was like kind of the exact opposite of this where like yeah. we played, kind of played our own game. Ernesto played most of the game by himself. <laughs> yeah, that was the one time that, like, the one probably had more fun than the many because, oh, like, <laughs> he actually got to do things where we spent forever taking turns. The only time that it ever seemed to, like, drag at any point was the draft, but that was, I think, just us being like, oh, man, this is such a good card. I don't know if I want to give I, this away. I think if you played a few times, that would kind of go away. Yeah. Because there's only what we had plus three action cards. We almost saw, certainly saw all of them. Yeah, so the novelty would definitely right. go away. Um, Would you play it again, Stephanie? Yeah, I absolutely think I'd play it again. I'd want to see if any of the other monsters had more unique abilities, if they may, felt more, like, mythical. I'm curious to know if the contracts have, like, unique things. Like, maybe we have to hunt cheap for some reason. Like, 
I think there's some definitely good playability to it, and I enjoyed it enough that I'd want to. Alexi? Yeah, this is my favorite uh, of all the ones I've played, the one versus many game styles. And uh, I'd even play expansions. Um, uh, yeah, I would play it again. It was it was fun. Um, I don't know if I would play it a lot. One versus minis kind of fit that, you know, four-player game. One person has to be in the mood to play the one. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was definitely more solid than a lot of these that we've played. Yeah, 100%. Um, I loved being the wolf. I already have other strategies that I would like to try. There's a bunch of other monsters in there. I haven't even gotten to be one of the hunters yet. Um, and one thing I would like to add, since you kind of talked about it, there are apparently uh, custom contracts that you can make and view online. I'm going to kill all the sheep. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, you can do it. Um, yeah, it just it feels it feels good. It feels nice to just kind of play. It feels quick enough. Um, everybody feels like we're having a good time with it and to go off what you said alexei far and away one of the best one versus many uh if you have any recommendations of games you'd like to hear our impressions on please send them our way you can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail.com or hit us up on twitter i guess not threads yet or instagram at first turncast the podcasting camel says don't please don't forget to rate review and subscribe your favorite podcatchers we look forward to hearing from you play more games roar Ow. Only dolphins would be smart enough to do that, but dolphins aren't agile enough to skin people. What about an octopus they have with fins. a knife? Congratulations, Arkansas does not take a health damage. Oh, what the fuck? Smoke screens, bitches! Ah, flamingo pants, goddammit. What do you want? <laughs> You're a maniac. Flamingo pants. Okay. Flamingo pants. We're going to protect Edward, I mean Arkansas. Edward Arkansas. His name is Edward Arkansas.